0: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. We will get to tonight's NFL preseason games in just a bit, but first... There are some preseason betting trends uh, that we uncovered, uh, thanks to Steve Mackinnon and I wanted to go over a couple that I think are useful. Joe want to get your thoughts on mm-hmm. them as well and see if maybe there 's something actionable, maybe not for these games tonight, but maybe for something the rest of this uh, first full week of the NFL preseason. And I'll start with totals, because while it seems like a good idea just to blindly bet unders, markets do adjust to these kinds of things. And we have seen some low totals. And even in our first game, the Hall of Fame game last week, that's one that went over. So blindly betting unders isn't a safe place. But what is important here is we talk about key numbers for spreads in the regular season. Sometimes we talk about key totals in the regular season. But a total for the preseason that is a key number is 37. And per this trend again from Steve Mackinnon, totals less than 37 have gone over at a rate of 58.4%, while those 37 or higher have gone under at a 56.9% clip. So do you see 37 as a key number here?
1: Uh, it, it makes sense. I'm not the biggest totals better, but it's something to keep an eye on. Um, as far as tonight, we see both of these totals sitting under 37. We've got Houston, New England at 36 and a half. Uh, Minnesota, Seattle at 35 over at BetMGM. And yeah, we got a couple that are higher than that uh, coming up tomorrow, but I also would say that I'm not going to look at a situation and say, okay, this is a closing total, so you've got to bet over if it's, un, if it's under 37. I'm, I'm also not going to go that far.
0: Right, and, and that's just it, is that while these trends, uh, I think, establish a foundation for us, and I think that's a good idea, at the same yeah. time, these aren't trends that you necessarily want to bet blindly. Um, for instance, like the Vikings uh, Seahawks game with a total of 35, this is one where I would say, you know what? I probably like the over here in large part because you, you have one head coach in Pete Carroll who tends to take the preseason a little bit more seriously than a lot of other head coaches. You look at his preseason record, and it's 26 and 20. So maybe instead of just taking that spread, which we will talk to and talk about in just a bit. It may mm-hmm. be something where you go, all right, if Pete Carroll's taking this seriously and you've got two vanilla defenses out there, then it's possible you're getting garbage time scores, you know, third string, fourth string quarterback touchdowns, something like that, and that's how you get to your over.
1: Including coaches that don't take it as seriously, like O'Connell, 0-3 last mm-hmm. year against Vegas. Uh, San Francisco, they only scored seven points against them at Denver in the last preseason I don't even know that you can call the week 3 the tune-up since it's last preseason game now um, but they only scored 13 points in that one so you have the Vikings in a span of two preseason games scoring a whopping 20 points but then they go on in the regular season and they go 13 and 4 yes there was a lot of luck but that 0 3 record and the lack of scoring for an offensive minded coach kind of leaves you with the feeling that The Vikings don't care. At least O'Connell is not all that worried about the preseason as opposed to the coach on the other side uh, in Pete Carroll. Um, So that's an interesting angle. As long as we're talking about totals, let's go back to the first game for a second, because this one's been dropping like a rock. Um, That that, that key number of 37, we mentioned it's under that number of 37, but just the other day it was 39. So the smart money... Mm is bringing that number down because that's what's moving these markets days out from the game. Uh, they're betting the under on that, at, at least days leading up to the game, uh, probably for a reason. Maybe it's a setup. I don't know. But I, I would be worried about saying, oh, well, you see what this trend says? Now it's under 37. Now I got a bet on the over. Now uh, the respected money has pushed this total down about a field goal. So I would be careful about that one.
0: And you can kind of understand why that's the case, right? Where the Texans have announced they are starting uh, their offensive weaponry, including CJ Stroud, the rookie quarterback. And it was something where this moved the spread considerably, but it's also something where some folks may very well have overreacted uh, to such news. And so the spread and the total are both affected uh, when it comes to such things. And look, it's, Vanilla defense, right? From both sides. At least that's kind of what we're expecting. You certainly have guys out there who want to play well, maybe try and, you know, pick off an opposing quarterback so they can get a roster spot, those kinds of things. So you can still see great defensive individual performances, but the overall play scheme, play style, play calls defensively, they're not going to be anything uh, too awe-inspiring. And so offenses uh, tend to be sort of how preseason games get dictated but at the same time look just because you have a rookie quarterback out there making his first uh, quote-unquote NFL start and all of his weaponry around him doesn't necessarily mean very much because how much will they be playing how well will they be playing how well will they gel all of those questions Mm -hmm. are very much fair game and you know getting the kinks out this is what this is this time is for So, yeah, I I think that makes a whole lot of sense that things are getting bet down to where that total for Texans Patriots is more of a stay away than anything else.
1: Houston favored by three and a half is really interesting. So the market moves in favor of the Texans after we get the announcement of Stroud. But we all, you know, we talk about a rookie quarterback. So there are questions there. There are also questions with the head coach. Because you have a rookie head coach, and we don't know how he's going to take the preseason going up against Belichick. Belichick with a 50-38 and 38 all-time record in the preseason. And New England does have some quarterback depth. I mean, if Mac Jones is not out there much, you still have Hoyer. You still have... Zappi, which was a thing for a very short period of time. I don't think it would surprise anyone if Zappi were to come in in the second half tonight and have some success against the Texans defense.
0: I agree with you. I I completely agree with you. And I think one of the reasons why Zappi was able to be so successful last year is that the offense uh was simplified. It it felt like what Mac Jones was being asked to run last year really didn't work well with what his skill set is, which you know involves a lot of RPOs, things like that. Instead, they were having him run things that made no sense whatsoever. Meanwhile, they simplify the offense for Zappy, and what happened? He became more successful. Now, I think a lot of folks misinterpreted that to say, well, maybe Zappy should be the starting quarterback. No, that's silly. But what is important here, though, is that zappy he's got an arm. He can create and help facilitate a vertical passing attack. And again, if you're doing this against second, third string defensive players, then I do think that Zappi can be put in a position to succeed. And for the Patriots to be three-and-a-half-point dogs, definitely I would back them because it's something Mm -hmm. that we sort of alluded to yesterday, Joe, and that is fading the public isn't necessarily a winning strategy in the long run. But I think in the preseason, because we have so little information to go off of, I think it's more okay to fade the public because they tend to overreact to things. Because look, we don't have a whole lot of news or information or data to begin with. So we're grasping at straws for things that we think can help us go in a certain direction. And I think a lot of those things get overblown and that's why we need to go in the other direction.
1: All right, so uh, we're on the same page with the Patriots and we have the same point Mm -hmm. spread. And did you notice it's a doubleheader? So the second game is really late. It's perfect for your time zone. But I I do kind of love that. That's right, it is. I don't know that I'll be able to stay up for the entire second game. But maybe if I have some action, maybe I will stay up uh, for Minnesota in Seattle. uh, We mentioned O'Connell. Maybe he doesn't care about it. Pete Carroll does. The number came down a tad. It was uh, Seattle 4.5. Now it's Seattle Three and a half so same point spread mm-hmm. and a lower total game of 35 ah oh, man see i i don't know if i want to lay the three and a half i would only consider the seahawks in this spot but i i'm not sure that i want to lay more than a field goal preseason football it's only a kick
0: a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only
1: for the fans Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lower case. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Another trend that I'd love to get your thoughts on is when you have spreads uh, from the one to three point range, the mm-hmm. underdogs perform very, very well. Since 2015, underdogs wow. in the plus one to plus three range own a highly profitable record of 149 and 102 against the spread, good for 59.4%. We are at three and a half here. Uh, when it was at four and a half uh, just moments ago, pretty much, is this something where you want to wait a little bit longer? Because it is a late game, so we've got plenty of time between now and kickoff. Is this mm-hmm. something where you're hoping the number continues to drop? Because maybe then it's uh, safe to go after the Vikings.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um When you see uh, numbers like that, and we add in the variance of preseason games, do you consider Moneyline if you're on the dog? Should we be going Moneyline? (laughs) Or or – do you think those points come into play? Because is, some people may not have heard our conversation about how the key numbers are also different. Like it's ingrained in our brains, mm-hmm. three and seven, three and seven. And so like we're looking at these numbers, whoa, right, that, you get that hook, you get that plus three and a half. Well, this time of the year, that three is not the key number.
0: Yeah, exactly. Instead, one and two are a good bit more important because the last thing that coaches want to do is play to overtime or have the game get extended in some way, shape or form. And even though we still see punts in the preseason, I think coaches understand that, uh, first off, how often do you need to be practicing punts uh, in live competition? (laughs) Like how important is that? I get in terms of like exchanging personnel, you don't want to just not do it at all. So in that respect, I understand it. Uh, But you don't need to do it as often as possible. Uh, Perhaps it's more beneficial for your second string, third string offense to be able to handle a key fourth down situation that they may have to convert at some point. Uh, To me, those are higher leverage situations than just making sure you know how to get a punt off uh, before the play clock expires. So in that sense, I go, you know what? This is something where the one and two, those are very much key numbers. And it makes a good bit more sense in today's NFL where you are going forward on fourth down a good bit more. You don't exactly know what your personnel might be because you're dealing with a 17-game season, things like that. So I would err on the side of caution and say, you know what? Money lines probably don't benefit me too much uh, unless it's, say, one, one and a half. Uh, So in this case, let's say it does go down to, say, Vikings plus three, something like that. I still wouldn't take Minnesota on the money line, but I would still back them as dogs.
1: Couple notes on the Friday games. Uh, We'll go over these once again, Uh, the Friday games, all all these weekend games that we have going on. Uh, But another game that we saw the favorite flip over the last couple of days is Friday night, and it's Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh. It went from Tampa Bay as a short favorite to now the Steelers are favored by two and a half. Tomlin, he goes 3-0 and in the preseason last year. In his career, he's 37-24. Maybe that has something to do with it, the market backing him a little bit. But I find it interesting that now the, the betting market is going away from Tampa Bay uh, not too long after they make the announcement that, okay, in the first preseason game, Baker's going to start, and in the second preseason game, it's going to be Trask.
0: Putting aside uh, betting on that preseason game for just a bit, there is, Mm -hmm. I guess, that philosophy, and I think this is something Frank Schwab talked about, where you kind of want your rookie quarterback out there starting Right away, because first off, you only have three three preseason games compared with four, so fewer opportunities uh, to see what you have there uh, with a rookie quarterback uh, or a right. young quarterback in general, not just a rookie, but a second year, someone like that. So you want to know what you have in your young gunslinger, uh, and you want to know against other first stringers uh, in high not high leverage situations, but one where you're as close to a regular season game as possible because you want to know exactly what you have. It's also a good sign in general that they've worked up to that and they are prepared for such things, that they've proven in camp that they are the best quarterback uh, given the competition available. So it's something where if Baker is starting week one, I almost look at that as you know one of two sides here, where on the one hand you can say, well, maybe Baker is playing better and there's still healthy quarterback competition, those kinds of things. On the other Mm -hmm. hand, it may be something where the Bucs are saying, you know what, we aren't taking this first preseason game that seriously. We will have Baker start knowing full well that Trask is our guy. That is Uh also a possibility. It could go either direction. So in that spirit, I don't know if it means anything as far as our futures on the Buccaneers, uh, I know I'm on record as saying, you know what, I think this offense still has some playmakers, so I don't want to say they're going to have the worst record in the league. But I do think, though, that when it comes to this game, that, look, Mayfield may have to be out there a while, so maybe this is a time to fade the Bucs. Uh, but then again, you have trends out there saying, well, actually, uh, they're you know two-and-a-half-point dogs. You're probably better backing them without taking the money line.
1: Also notable on Friday... Russell Wilson and the starters are going to play obviously we don't know how much five and a half point favorites at the Cardinals.
0: God that's a lot. (laughs) That's a a lot lot. even though it is against the Cardinals. God sicko. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next we go off the board and share a story of romance gone wrong. That's right here on the (laughs) BetQL